So, boys, when's the last time you used a fax machine? Oh. Yeah, fax machine. Not that long ago, to be completely honest with you. We, really? Yeah. Uh, we, we still use them semi-frequently in higher education. So, yes. I, I've used one this year. Well, I want you to tell whoever makes you use fax machines, they're trash. I haven't had to use a fax machine in a really long time. I had to go send something because I'm going through this whole insurance thing with back surgery or whatever. So because they want to make it harder on me, they decide that I have to fax something. I was like, can I just like scan it? They're like, no, you need to fax it. So I go to Staples and I thought that Staples would just do it for me because it's 2020. Like if you have to use a fax, no one really knows how to do this shit, right? Okay, no, they have a self-service thing and I have to do, figure out how to make a fax, my, how to like send a fax myself. <laughs> it took me, I swear to you, there was a line behind me so other people had to send faxes for whatever reason. And it took me like 20 minutes to send a fax and I still don't know if it actually got there. I have <laughs> no idea if I did it right. I don't know. I know I spent probably way too much money to send these faxes, which are like 225 a sheet or something like that, Whoa. which is... What? What? Tr- wild trust me wild i had no idea but fax machines need to go away we have email we have text messages we all can take pictures on our phones why on earth do we need fax machines has anyone told you since you've used them chris has anyone told you why a fax makes sense because i'm just annoyed by it all no it's just like for certain documents where i work it's just kind of like standard operating procedure and every office has a fax machine so you just do it uh it's not done that often anymore but like this is making me think like for other like outside of work just personally with like you know like if it's like house stuff or like investment stuff or whatever we've we've gotten to the point where like it's pretty much standard operating procedure and accepted for you to take a picture of a document that you've signed or filled out and email that picture and they accept it and they're like yeah that's totally fine so yeah i mean in most cases to to have somebody have to fax it through as opposed to using a more updated or easy technology is kind of ridiculous Dude, that's wild. Death to the fax machine. Down with it. That's trash. Yeah. That's trash. I mean, why, why are we holding on to the fax machine? There's no reason. It's not any quicker. It's probably slower than scanning it. Like, you don't need a separate scanner anymore either. A lot of these printers have scanners that are built right into them. Why are we using phone lines, hard landlines, for wasted space like this for the fax machine? I haven't used one in years like a long long time and there's no need for them anymore you have to dial in the number i have to write a cover sheet that was like the part that i was just like this is insane in an email you already do this right i already put the subject i already have my name there everything's there i have to fill this out you have to do a cover letter give your resume all that stuff so you can social security number yeah (laughs) it's just ridiculous anybody who still is just like i mean I, I don't know the fax family. I guess like whoever created the fax machine, like they they must be loving this still because I don't you know understand why anyone uses them. They're probably making money off of like all those bundles where like Comcast or Verizon is like, do you want a landline? And you're like, no, I don't want it. They're like, well, it'll be cheaper if you get a landline. 
like the facts, whoever Mr. Facts and his family is, they're probably in that whole scheme somehow where you get a landline, then you never get a phone. You never use it at all, but you're like kind of paying for it every day of your life. I know I'm doing that right now because apparently it's cheaper. Apparently I have a phone number. When I go online into my Verizon account, it says I've missed calls. I don't know who these people are that are calling me. I don't even know my phone number, but Mr. Fax guy probably does. And that's how he's cashing in. Dude, it's trash. You, it's just, I felt like, because I was trying to think when I left, like how I could bring this up on the brunch breakdown. And I realized that like, there are just technologies that we don't use anymore and we don't use them for good reasons. Right. So there's no reason for a fax machine. We don't use cassettes anymore. Like if someone told you to find a, like, think about how frustrating this would be. If someone was like, you know what? I need you to find this song, uh, in the middle of an album on a cassette. (laughs) Like, granted, this is something that we used to do back in the day because that was the best way to do it. Oh, yeah. Now we don't use cassettes. Cassettes are just like, they're basically like merch now that people, you know, sit on a, you know, table. It's like a trophy, basically. Like, what other things do we use that like, or that we don't use anymore that need to go away? Like fax machines need to go away. Fax machines definitely need to go away. And they're, they're, you know... You try to be uh, earth friendly and green friendly and things like that. That's using extra paper. We don't need to do that. Scan things, people. I don't get it. Death, yeah, we always say facts don't matter. Well, we need to change it to F-A-X. Facts <laughs> okay. don't matter because they don't. The, now it's official. I know what the title of this episode is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thousand percent. Facts don't matter. God, I just, I had to, you know, I, I had to just, because I'm not crazy, right? Like, this is it's no. stupid. It's dumb. Like we have email. Yeah, it's unnecessary. The technology has been there for a long time. Those machines, everybody needs to go office space on those machines. Get them out. Good God. All right. Well, guess what? It's the brunch breakdown. What's up, guys? <laughs> it's Didi out here in L.A. Dan and Chris are in Pittsburgh. And actually, Chris is back with us. Um, if you yeah. are watching the video, yeah. you know, he is he has been thrown into the basement. <laughs> This is where I live now. Um, it's uh, it's roomy. It's not necessarily all that you know comfortable, but we're making it work. <laughs> I love it. Well, today on the menu, uh, we're gonna of course get to what we're listening to here in a little bit, and I have a question for you guys before we get into what we're listening to. So it's a solid music question I got for you guys. We're gonna talk fall because uh, today big day for Dan. Pumpkin spice lattes are back at Starbucks, which means it is now pumpkin spice season. We will talk about that. Uh, There is some very scary 2020 news, but also on brand for 2020. There's a possible pizza and beer shortage that could be coming our way for the rest of the late this year or uh, early next year. And uh, Dan's got some big news, but we'll get to that here in a couple seconds. So uh, let's get some stuff off our chest, guys. Chris, since you weren't here last week, get us started. Get it off your chest. All right. I have had uh, just a bunch of different ideas running through my head about what I could talk about in this segment to start the show. And I was leaning towards, I'll tell you what I'm not going to talk about first, and I'll do it very quickly. I was leaning towards this being something wrapped up in politics and talking about how it's muting season because there's uh, political pep rallies on TV now. And, you know, it's time to hit that mute button on social media. But I want to make it not about politics, because then the conversation doesn't tend to be very positive. So I noticed something about myself uh, in regards to sports 
and my rooting interests. And I want to hear if it clashes with your rooting interests. Okay. Uh, we're gearing up for football season. It looks like college football is at least going to (laughs) start. So that's cool. And I was just thinking that I feel like for some reason, like if you threw me into a different state and I had to choose to root for one of the program, the college football teams in that state, and this probably applies to other sports as well. If it was between like Auburn or Alabama or USC or UCLA, like, you know, the states that have two programs that compete against each other, normally one is regularly more successful than the other one. I've realized this about myself that for whatever painful reason it is, I feel like I would almost always choose the team that's like the little brother. And I don't, I don't know why, but like, I feel like it's more satisfying for me to root for the team that needs to like overcome the odds to win. Because then in the end, if you win, it's a bigger deal. Uh, you get more satisfaction out of it. Whereas opposed to like, if you choose, uh, so we'll take USC, UCLA. If you choose USC, who wins that game all the time, wins their conference all the time, and is competing for national championships normally pretty regularly, that's just what they're supposed to do. So I I think that's why I would I would go that way. But I was like going through the I was going through the map and looking at every state and okay, if you could choose a program in that state, uh, you know, if you compare all of them, what would you choose? I almost always choose the one that's less successful. That's because you're a pit fan, Chris, because we're used to being the, (laughs) we're used to being that like underdog of like whenever there's those seasons, like maybe it's different from our expectations where we expect the team to do well, but like the rest of the world's like, what they did, what they beat who? And it's just like that feeling and how great that feeling is. I think this is where it all stems from. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like that underdog type of, not that pits a little brother to any, anybody. And I'm saying that they're not, <laughs> um, but it's just that feeling of, of what it's like where you're just not expected to be that team to win the game or win their division year in in year out. And it kind of gets you a better feeling when you, whenever you do accomplish that. Yeah, okay, I think guys. I hold Can on. I just... think there's I think there's something to that. But then on the on the flip side of it, wouldn't you also think that like since I root for a team that is usually unsuccessful, I would want to pick a team somewhere yeah. that was always successful? Yeah. Apparently not. You guys please shut up. You are <laughs> behind you right now, Steelers flag. Okay. Behind you right now, Penguins flag. Okay. So you're a pit fan. Because you have too much success, so you need to just like <laughs> <laughs> it's balanced like, success. I'm sorry, That's what I'm it not is. going to sit here and be like, "Oh man, I root for the underdog all the time." Oh, blah blah. No, you don't root for the underdog ever. You have chosen to be a pit fan for whatever reason it is. You've decided, like, you know what? I'm gonna be a pit fan. That's what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna ride with them through and through. But and it's not that bad because you can get season tickets for them. You know what I mean? The other two teams, a little tough, a little tough. Yeah, yeah. So I get I- that. So, like, I'm from Pittsburgh, though. Like, that's why I root for those teams. I feel like this is more like if you threw me into a different state. Like, if you threw me into the state of Alabama right now, I would choose to be an Auburn fan over an Alabama fan, even though Alabama is regularly in the top five and competing for national championships. Auburn does that 
on occasion, but not nearly as often as Alabama. Um, yeah, but I guess my point, my point was, was like, it's okay for you to be a Pitt fan because you have success everywhere else. So it's like you're cheering for a winning team all the time. So then it's like it evens out. So if you throw yourself into a different state and the pro team sucked and the hockey team sucked, what did the NFL team sucked, the hockey team sucked, and you threw yourself in the college, you're like, okay, no, I'm rooting for the winner here. Yeah, like, that's a good I'm point. not rooting for NC State. I'm rooting for Duke. I'm not like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing yeah. that. You that's know what I'm saying? That's, that's, a that's what I think it comes from because it's easy to be the team, you know, the underdog fan. When you already are like, you know, when you're the big dog in all the other sports. Yeah, that's a very fair point. I can't shake the fact that I have this impression because uh, I was raised in a city where most of the teams are quite good. Yeah, that's interesting. So, Chris, are you picking, are you considering Michigan State the little brother of Michigan? Because that almost seems like that state kind of almost does this every like a couple of years. Yeah, but historically, I know that they're seen that way. That's yeah, the first one that came to my mind where it's like, ooh, those are two really good ones, actually. Yeah, I would go Michigan State, and I was watching a, a game from last year. Um, Washington State was playing, and I was thinking, like, Washington's always better, but if I moved to Was- the state of Washington, I would probably choose to be a Washington State fan. Wow. You got a lot of thoughts going on this week, my friend. I mean, I know you're at home with the baby, and like, you're just like, hmm. What about this? What I'm focusing this on the issues, guys. I really try to. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you steered away from political things. I was happy with that. I didn't expect that the next thing you came out of your mouth was like, if you drop me in the middle of the state, here's whose team I root for. That's, <laughs> that's deep stuff right there. Yeah. Instead of talking about politics, I wanted to talk about the real issues for our country. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Thank you. Uh, well, Dan, you go next. Get it off your chest. So. For me, getting it off my chest this week, this kind of it kind of dips back into the facts machine argument that you had, Dee, like where it. we're going to get into my the details of what happened this uh, this weekend. But I, w- I was driving around in Ohio in an area where it is just why do people live there? Like, I don't get it. And there's just no phone service. There's no phone service. So things like GPS and weather apps just don't exist and don't work. And it got me to just like think back. It wasn't that long ago when we didn't have this stuff. Like, how did we deal? How did we figure this stuff out? Like we ended up talking about like using maps and things like that. I relied on my car GPS to get me to point A from point A to point B in a timely manner this weekend. I was in an unfamiliar area. It was dark. It's like nine o'clock at night. Was trying to get somewhere before it closed. Got get to a brewery before it closed. Trusted my GPS. Road just ends, but the GPS had me keep going. R- road just ends, and so it just became one of those like hands thrown up in the air moment. Like technology just actually let me down here. It let me down. Like what if we didn't? It wasn't that long ago when we didn't have these type of things. I almost wish we were going back to that. Or like, okay, what's the weather going to be tomorrow? I had to be concerned about weather over this weekend. If I didn't just pull it up on my phone, what the hell would I have done if I was in this area with no phone service or anything like that? No TV. It just had me really put everything into perspective where usually it's like, get rid of the old technology. But now I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And it was very, it was a very interesting weekend where social media was completely out. Um, 
out of the question. You know, I couldn't text anybody. I couldn't call anybody. So it was cathartic in a way, but then it just got really boring. <laughs> and But again, it had me thinking, if this was 20 years ago, what would we be doing right now? Everybody automatically goes to the phone and goes to answers in their phone, but it wasn't that long ago. We didn't have those things. And, you know, it kind of actually let me, let me down this weekend. So I had me thinking of those, those older times when technology wasn't there to direct you onto roads that, that don't exist anymore, but it's just like second nature. Now it's crazy how we grew up with these things. And now it's a completely different way to live life. So that wasn't a unique experience for me this weekend that I just had to get off my chest that, you know what? I don't hate maps. The gas station used to be, this is making me remember that the gas station used to be like the place you went for answers back in the Mm -hmm. day. Like if you were ever, I have vivid memories on family road trips of stopping at the gas station to ask questions about where to go. And like back then people just knew. Yeah. (laughs) They just had answers at the gas station. It's crazy. Now you don't want to stay in the gas station for more than five seconds, but, um, Yeah, I don't know. Like what, what it, yeah. Like we had, uh, there was another part of the weekend where we knew we weren't going to have cell phone service for GPS and I wasn't going to rely on my vehicle's GPS. So we like, when we had Wi-Fi, we took a screenshot and it was basically like MapQuest. It was like the steps for MapQuest and I had to use my uh, odometer and like, all right, how many miles? Okay, 4.3 miles. And I'm watching that the whole time for the next road. It was just a, it was a big step back in time. And also- those people that are still living in that era just on the other side of the state. I mean, holy shit that don't have, they, they live there and they don't have cell phone service. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it, but it's, it is, you don't have to drive very far to drive 25 years back in time. That's for sure. <laughs> I think about stuff like this all the time when it's like, when I just, when technology makes something like way too easy because yeah. we remember, cause it's like, we're not that old, but we just remember like, I remember printing out MapQuest directions and I thought that was like crazy. <laughs> like I thought that was the coolest thing in the world was like printing out MapQuest directions and someone could just like, and I could look at them or someone could like read them to me. And I remember getting like the first GPS in my car, which I think it was like maybe college or after college or whatever. I thought that was amazing. Now everything's mm-hmm. in the palm of our hand. It is, it is wild if you ever have to go back to not having that, but I don't, for, for this reason, I try to avoid all of those situations where I have no cell phone service because I don't know what I do without it. Cause I don't know if someone asked me how to get to a place down the street from my house, it would take me so long to figure out how to say it to them. I don't know street names. I don't know street names at all. Right. Right. Like before I moved here, everybody was like, Oh man, you know, make sure you remember like where you're going. It's such a big city. You don't need to know anything. I've got ways. What do I need? I don't need, what do I need to know anything. It kind of sucks because it does make you feel dumb a little bit because you're like, I go to this place, like I've been to this place like 15 times and you don't know how to get there yourself. <laughs> but like, whatever. I've got my phone. I'm never not going to have my phone. So, right. yeah. It's, it's weird. It is it's weird. weird. It's yeah, very like, weird. Yeah, like the old big maps that you have to use to have in your car and you used to highlight when you're going on a big road trip, you just highlight the route before MapQuest was even there. Just... Again, not that long ago that, I mean, like you said, we're not that old, but we can remember and how quickly it's changed. And if you have to be in that moment again, you have to remember that stuff very quickly on how to, how to do it. So take a trip out in the middle of nowhere every once in a while to just keep that, keep that fresh in the brain just in case, just in case. No. 
<laughs> Please don't drive around and get lost, people. All right, Dan, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, <laughs> well, uh, here's what I want to get off my chest. Uh, you guys said you didn't want to talk politics, but I'm going to do this very quickly. <laughs> Nothing crazy. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh-oh. Um, these political pep rallies that are going on right now, the you had the Dems and now you have the Republicans this week going on. Why do we still do this? Why do we still do it? It makes absolutely no sense. Because you know what these used to be for and why these used to matter is because we didn't have 24-hour news sources. We didn't have social media. We didn't have like a billion television channels that we can all go to where we see these people every single day. Because you got to think, we started doing this like, I think people started running for president. This was like, we're like two years into that now that people started announcing that they were running for president. We're two years into that. No one needs that long to decide anything anymore. Because it used to be back in the day where you had ABC, you had NBC, you had CBS, and those are the only channels you could see any of these people on and find out about a platform unless you read the newspaper. It's not that way anymore. So like having these conventions where people just talk to the people who are already voting for them makes no sense. And then the people who are watching who aren't voting for them, they're just watching it just to make fun of it, right? So it's all so stupid and i don't get why we why we do this anymore i don't get why election day is still the same anymore i don't understand like the debate process anymore i just wish we would just figure out a way to do this in a different way because i have never in my life met an undecided voter never once and they're like undecided voters undecided voters i've never met one I've never met somebody who this close to the election after two years of this, that they're like two months away. They're like, I don't know who I'm voting for. So we have to change the way that we do this because it's just a bunch of people making themselves look very stupid on national television. And I'm talking both sides. I'm talking both sides, talking to the air. I don't understand what they're doing, why they do it. And I just, I, I hate it. And I'm also just like, why is Billie Eilish performing? What is happening here? I don't know. Like it's, this is all just really stupid. And I just, had to get that off my chest. We've got months to talk about, you know, different things in politics, but that just just was what I saw a little bit from clips last night. I was like, I have to talk about this today. Dude, had I to com- get it off my chest. I completely agree with you that like I want to know like the small percentage of undecided voters that they are. Like let's take a poll and figure out like what it is and when it is that they make their decision and how many are going to be like, you know, I waited till the rally and then I was just like, that's it. They made it clear. You're right about everything being on the news and social media now. Like you have plenty of time and plenty of opportunity to get the knowledge and information you need to make your decision before election day. You're not waiting till the rally. You're not like, all right, these people, that's they're doing this for me. They're trying to get me. They're trying to get, like no one's doing that. It's a huge waste of time and a huge huge waste of money. It is. It just becomes, you know, comedy for everybody to then make fun of something, someone, some way or another. Let's get rid of them. I'm with you there. I support that. Silly. Silly. I'm getting so pissed just thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, this isn't this isn't Michigan, Michigan State anymore. <laughs> no, that's easy. I vote in that. That's easy. Okay. <laughs> I uh, yeah. So then I guess I'm gonna touch on the topic I said I wasn't gonna touch on. Um I like it's so it's a pep rally and all like what you I'll tell you exactly how each one of these goes now, next time, and until the end of time. All these people, for whatever party it is, they come on, they say, this is what we're going to do. This is what they're not doing. This is why they're wrong. And this is why we're right. 
And it's just person after person after person doing the same thing. And then they bring on like little kids and like sick people and old people to tell these stories. And it's all manufactured and like the stories are real, but the message is fake. And then I go on social media and I see people saying like, oh, I really like how this person touched on this, but I wish they would have touched more on this. Or like, I wish they had more representation of this person or this person. Like, it's all fake. Like, what do you... You're asking for more of this fake thing so it could be more fake for you. Like, I I cannot understand how people take this shit seriously. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And it's even beyond, like, like the, the undecided voter thing. It's just like, how do you not know it's 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 fake? Like, it's all just, like, cheerleaders. I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yep. Team red, team blue. I don't. I, I just I just can't get down with it. I don't understand it at all. But again, we've got lots of time to talk yeah. about what <laughs> will be election. We're in election season. We'll have lots of time to talk about that. But uh, Dan, let's get to some good news. Since I just brought the mood down, let's get to some good news. Dan got engaged. Yay! Congratulations. Thank you. Dan, Thank you, got engaged. So, so tell us how'd it go? How'd you do it? it tell us was, all the details. Uh, give us it the was deets. deets. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, this has been an interesting year to, I, I feel really bad for people that have had to plan weddings this year, but a little bit behind that is trying to come up with a proposal in the year of a pandemic and going through stages of quarantine, because this was probably plan D for me, as, as you guys know, uh, plan a was a couple of months ago, but you know me, I like to make a scene. I like to make a big deal out of things. I'm not just going to get down on one knee uh, in the middle of the street while we're out walking or while we're making each other dinner or whatever, you know, I had to make a big deal out of it. So it was an interesting time to come up with the different plans throughout the year and finally settle on the plan that happened this past weekend on August 22nd. Um, So my girlfriend and I now fiance at the time, girlfriend and I were into Get started getting into hiking more. You know, there's not a lot to do right now. It's something she's always been interested in. Uh, a good friend of mine, Jenkins, has been like starting up hiking, and we're like, oh, good. This is an opportunity for us to get a reason to go out and to go hiking. So we've been doing a lot of that this summer. And she's always mentioned wanting to go to uh, this place called Hawking Hills in Ohio. It's about 35 minutes west of Athens, where Ohio University is. Like I mentioned, in the middle of nowhere with no cell phone service. Yeah, that that's out there, man. It's out there. Oh, Yikes. boy, is it out there. Uh, it's about a three and a half hour drive from Pittsburgh. So it's, again, somewhere she's always wanted to go. And again, with us just starting to hike, I thought maybe there's an opportunity here because we've talked on this podcast before about how we can't travel. I would love to have done this in California or on a cruise ship somewhere or some destination spot. Those were other plans that obviously couldn't happen. And I wasn't going to wait for the world to open up for that to happen again. So I thought here's an opportunity here. It was her idea. She kind of planned the trip. I kind of just like nudged it in the direction of a weekend in August. And so we booked it. Uh, We invited my buddy Jenkins along with it because I knew he'd play an integral part in everything that needed to take place here. So um, I've been mapping out and planning out this trip and this, uh, big moment for a while, like Google earthing all of these trails and these spots, like where's the most scenic spot to do this in these trails that we were going to do. 
my buddy was going to be there to be the photographer and help me hide the ring in his backpack if we needed to uh, kind of go through these different moments. Um, so it, it went really well. I knew the place in the time that it was going to happen. And so we get there. It was a place called Old Man's Cave in Hocking Hills, one of the, the trails. Romantic. Little did I know, it's the most popular one in the entire state park. So we pull into the parking lot and it looks like we're pulling into an amusement park. And I get a little concerned that there's going to be a lot of people around getting a little concerned. And of course the upper falls portion of the old man's cave where that waterfall was where I wanted to, to drop down on one knee. That's right at the start, right where everybody is. Naturally, a lot of people want to take pictures of that. So we're walking down and there's like 40 to 50 people down in this cove at the bottom of the waterfall where I'm like designated my marker. And I'm like, damn, what am I going to do? There's too many people here. So we're standing there kind of like looking at it, taking pictures. I'm waiting for the moment. I'm giving my buddy a look. And I'm like, do I need to call an audible here? Because if so, I don't know where the next spot is where I can do this. So that's going to work out. Then the rain comes down. Which, again, which I was talking about, I was concerned about rain this weekend. I just didn't need it to rain. And, of course, the first half of the day was beautiful. We get there, there's rain. And we're just like, oh, you got to be ki-. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So then we, we go off to the side. We wait a little bit for the rain to hopefully stop. I can see some blue, blue clouds. I'm there praying, like, please get this rain to stop and get these people out of here. Because from where we're standing, you can see the people that have to come down the cove, um, down the walkway, down the trail into the cove. And then all of a sudden, we're there for about five minutes. And the rain is actually driving people away. So the people are starting to leave so they can be undercover. And not many more people are coming in because it's raining. And so I say, I say to her, I'm like, you know, we're waiting to just take a picture here because we wanted to take some pictures together at these spots. I say, you, you, you know, you want to give it a try? Should we go? She's like, yeah, we can leave. Like, move on. She's ready to move on because it stopped raining. <laughs> She's like, yeah, we can go. And I'm like, no, no, wait. I mean, like, go, go to take the pictures. She's like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. And she has her like mask because she was afraid of being around a lot of people there. I'm like, why don't you? Let me hold on to that. She's like, no, I can hold it. And I'm like, no, I will take the mask, put it in the backpack. So I get the camera. I brought a, like a, a nicer professional camera for this too. I get the camera out of the backpack. I had the ring box inside of a sock just in case she needed to go in there. Slip that out, slip the camera to my buddy, went over to her. At this point, there's maybe five, eight people around. And the rain, and the rain stops. I'm like, this is it. This is what I was waiting and be. hoping for. <laughs> this was the moment. It all worked out. That rain actually drove people away. Um, so then we were standing there taking some pictures. We turned. I turned to her, said a couple of things, uh, told her how much I cared about her, that I want to spend the rest of my life with her. Dropped down on one knee, and she just lost it. Instantly lost it. Uh, if you've been on my Instagram or Inst- Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, you've seen photo A and photo B, how quickly she gets down on her knees and joins me at eye level, which was unexpected just because it hit her in the emotion, how shocked she was. And it was an absolutely incredible 
amazing moment that couldn't have worked out any better. We got a ton of great photos there and we're able to continue on our trails and got more, you know, post engagement type of photos in, in some other really, really cool spots too. So it was rather stressful leading up to it, not thinking it was going to work out. That was going to have to call another audible plan E plan F whatever it was going to be. But, uh, all of those things that I was stressing about ended up helping me in the end. Um, so it was really, really cool. And then to put a, a top on it, we came back on Sunday and, you know, I wanted to do something. You guys know me. I like to, to celebrate and I like to be around people. So what I did was I told her it's my cousin's birthday. They're throwing a quick surprise party lunch for him at this restaurant nearby. They're going to be in the private room and we'll just go there and uh, go to this. I made it family oriented so she couldn't say no. That was a key. There are that a lot of keys smart. to this. That, that was a lot of keys smart. to this surprise, right? So she couldn't say, oh, we're just going to be getting back. We're going to be tired. Can we do it later? Can we do it another day? Family. So she was just kind of felt. Because she'll bail on you, but she won't bail on family. So you right. got to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Dude, that's, uh, wait, hold, I mean, in her defense, that's all of us. Let's be honest. Like, right. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. that was the key factor that I had to think of. And so then I invited her mom. I invited my mom. And a couple of her friends and, and my friends, we had a group of maybe uh, nine, 10 people there. But when I invited them, I told them it was a surprise gathering to celebrate her new job, which she just got because it was really hard to find a job this year, uh, you know, especially in a pandemic. And she worked really, really hard to find this new job. And I said, she's she's been there for about a month now. And I said, I wanted to wait, make sure she liked the job first. This just kind of works out with us coming back uh, from this trip and we'll surprise her. So we get there. She's thinking it's again a family thing. Everybody pops out, says surprise when we walk into the room. She starts crying again, getting emotional. And then I said, before anybody says anything, you all think that you're here to celebrate Shannon for her new job that she just got and her accomplishment of that, which is great. But actually, the surprise is some bigger news. And we revealed then the uh, engagement from over the weekend. So I had a double surprise planned, which somehow worked and nothing got spoiled there either. Uh, just something else for me to stress out. But again, that all worked out perfectly. Everybody was surprised. We had a nice kind of lunch brunch there with, uh, with some close friends and family. And that was, that was the weekend. That was a long drawn out version of, uh, the story of, of my exciting news weekend. Nice work, dude. I'm so congratulations. Happy thank you. Thank dude. you, boys. I appreciate your, your support. We've had some conversations, off the air uh, from this podcast about uh, this whole process, the, the two oh, yeah. of you going through it. Post episode um, check-ins with Dan right. was like a weekly thing there for a while. Right, right. So you knew it was uh, it was it was coming up soon, and so it was uh, you know fun to share that with you guys. And and now we get to uh, start the planning and enjoy that process. So it's been awesome, dude. That's exciting. Here's the f- one funny thing about this weekend was I didn't know when you were doing it. And I had told Siobhan, I was like, yeah, this is the weekend. Like, I told Dan, like, you know, good luck, whatever. And then she asked me on Friday, she's like, can you do it yet? And I was like, no. And then, like, it's, like, Saturday morning. And I don't know why Saturday morning, that's when I decided, yeah, I was going to get worried. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Did she say no? Like, I was just going through my head. Like, I I hope I hope everything – I'm sure everything's cool. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he just hasn't done it yet. And I just got, like, mad nervous because I just thought, like, oh, yeah, he's going to hit us up. Friday night, it's all going to be good. Or I'm going to wake up Saturday morning to pictures. No, no, didn't happen. But then, you know, eventually we got them. But yeah, I was just like, I don't know why I got real worried. 
Shannon's awesome, so maybe that's why. I don't know, but like, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the thing. It worked out where I had to kind of tell her, you know, for twenty four hours, let's not text anybody, tell anybody, just in case it got back to the people invited to uh, the surprise party and whatever. But it worked out because we had no cell phone service, so we couldn't tell anybody <laughs> until we got home anyway. So that was also kind of part of the delay. We didn't have much of a choice there. <laughs> That is awesome. Um, but here's one thing that I want to just say right now. And I probably, maybe I should have done this for get off your chest, but you know what? I just want to say this right now, right? Okay. So I really get sick of people constantly saying, oh, I can't find a person. Oh, but then they're like, I'm like, well, are you like, you know, are you out there? Are you like going out? Are you doing things? They're like, no, all guys are stupid or all girls are dumb. Like this all sucks. Listen, all three of us are examples <laughs> of people who were like, you know what? Get your heart broken. This sucks. But you know what? I'm still out there. You know, we're all three examples of that. And now Chris is married with kids. I'm married with kids. Dan is engaged. And it's all because we were all out there. We're all out there looking. Like Dan and Shannon met at like Drake night or some shit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) Like, it's just we all meet people in different ways. But if you're not out there, like, you're not going to find somebody. You're not going to find somebody sitting on your ass just complaining about how Tinder sucks and how Match.com sucks and how, like, every guy at a bar, every girl at a bar is stupid. Like, you're not you're just, you're just going to be sitting around just, like, not finding anyone. And, like, you got to be out there. Like, you got to go on dumb dates. You got to go on good dates that end up being bad relationships. You got to do all those things. And, like, we're all here and happy. And, like, we've all been through all of those things. So, like, you know, stop bitching and get out there yeah dude amen to that amen to that because all of those garbage dates and relationships and whatever it is that you always end up questioning why you got into the first place always make it sweeter in the end and you learn something about yourself or people that you don't want to be with along the way the whole time and yeah you have to you got to be out there we met a completely random night that we both said you know we both had no plan to do anything that night and we both said yes to separate friends and end up meeting in the same place. It's random. You never it happens when you least expect it. And I've been told that for years and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I kept going, kept grinding. You got to be out there, put yourself in uncomfortable situations in different places, change it up, meet people, learn along the way. It is all worth it. Yes. We're all examples of that. Yeah. I love that. I love what you said, Dan, like getting uncomfortable is probably if, if you're, if you're not like finding the right person or, you know, even goes beyond that, like, you know, if you, if you're not in the career you want, or if you're just like, you feel like you're stuck, like if you're not making yourself uncomfortable, if you haven't felt uncomfortable recently, then you probably need to put yourself in some uncomfortable situations. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, that's awesome, man. I'm happy for you. I'm excited for the whole planning process now moving forward. And Hey, I don't know, this is probably a good, um, so, some good vibes. When I proposed to Katie, I also ran into an unexpected crowd. So overcoming that on uh, that adversity is, is big. I know how that feels. There was like a 5k at the spot that I wanted to propose <laughs> to Katie. That was awful. So yeah, good. Uh, I, forgot, I forgot to mention actually, um, I was long winding myself that I forgot a detail where you can see from there's like this bridge where you can see down onto these falls and into this cove. Like yeah. I said, the, the, the trail and walkway in and then people down. So once we're there, then people started to gather again. And then once we, you know, embraced each other, the whole crowd started clapping and it was so cool. 
Wow. All of a sudden, they were they were a part of it and applauding, and I'm like, we're all waving to them. It was a really cool moment. We'll always have that spot that you know we can go back to. It's somewhere that we can, you know, get to as a getaway or whatever it is. Uh, so that's that was a big part of that location too. Is it's not somewhere we can just walk by any day of the week, but it's a it's a it's a really cool spot. And if you don't care about cell phone service, I recommend Hocking Hills, Ohio. Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to it's gonna be your spot and nobody else's because nobody else can find it because you can't tell us how to get there. <laughs> Print out your map quest if you want to try to get there. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, uh, guys, um, let's talk about something that's super serious right now. Super okay. serious. Okay. 2020 has been trash for the most part. Trash. It's been trash. Stuck inside all the things. Well, Dan got engaged. Congrats to you. Chris had a baby. G- congrats. All those things. But outside of that, 2020 has been trash. And it's possibly going to get more trash because there's a pepperoni shortage. Yeah. Meat factory. I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. Yeah. What are you doing? This is serious. This is. Dan, what are you doing? This is. I mean, Chris, what are you doing? This is serious. Meat factories are closing at like an alarming rate. (laughs) Why is he laughing at this? I don't know. This is serious. This is making me mad. I never thought that I would. I don't what know. About the mute him. Do you ever just hear somebody say a sentence you never thought they'd say? <laughs> Meat factories are closing at a lemon rate. <laughs> I, I was know. trying to get through this without laughing, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Start over. over. I'm going to people. mute myself. Start over. I'll mute me. Fine. <laughs> Proceed. Meat factories are closing at an alarming rate. Now I can't even get through this. This is stupid. You got this. Doing? No, I'm with you. It's this, All is right. a, this is an issue. They're closing. More people are ordering pizza more than ever before. So pepperoni may be going extinct for a little bit in late winter if things don't pick up in some of the factories. And then on top of that, so if you like pepperoni pizza, get scared. And then on top of that, there's like an aluminum can shortage. That is looming because more people are buying seltzers and beers and from breweries and just in your also just regular beers, your Bud Lights, all those things that come in like the regular 12 ounce cans. They are all they are starting to they just aren't used to manufacturing this many. So we may have no beer and no pizza by the end of 2020, start of 2021. So. Just in case you wondered if 2020 is trash. I can't do this. The year can't, we can't lose something like this. Like, are you freaking kidding me? The price of pepperoni is going up. And so I guess that's going to even, when they can get it, it's going to skyrocket the price of pizza as well. I guess what, luckily the the big chains, Didi, you and I had a nice conversation about these big chains. uh, What was it last week about Pizza Hut? And maybe this is time for Sbarro to get in. Maybe they got a pepperoni deal. I'm telling you, Sbarro, let's go. But they've got long-term contracts with their pepperoni suppliers, and so the f- price doesn't fluctuate as much. But no pepperoni on a pizza? Like, come on, you know. And I'm a big fan of charcuterie boards, and I feel like that's coming up with the holidays. Those things start to come around more. The cheese and meat boards. You can't be taking pepperoni off of those boards either. Like we need lunchables. What are lunchables going to be like? I'll tell you, I, this is this is devastating, devastating stuff here. Uh, a couple things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if, if there's a pepperoni shortage, there's a high demand for pepperoni. Then, like, I've ran into a 
a startling amount of people over the years who don't like pepperoni on their pizza. They think you, they think it's like worse or like we're trying to order a pizza for the group and like one person doesn't want pepperoni. And so then nobody can get pepperoni. Okay. So to all those people, you suck. Clearly the majority of people like pepperoni because our nation is, you know, at risk for lack of pepperoni. Uh, so I just wanted to make that statement. Second, uh, you know, some, some pizza places are just like, a little over the top with their pepperoni. And I'm wondering if they're contributing to this issue because like just around here, if you order from Vicelli, way too many pepperoni pieces on a piece of pizza. Like I like pepperoni on my pizza, but it can be too much. We need to have a balance here. So maybe we should think about a nationwide like ratio of pepperonis per piece or pepperonis per pizza. Two things on that. First of all, Bocelli's is trash, and that's one of the reasons why. And then they end up burning their pepperoni anyway, so they're ruining half of it. That's one big thing. Second of all, the shakaroni pizza that Papa John's just came out with, with more and bigger pepperoni, is causing this problem as well. Like, are you kidding me? Of all times to put more and bigger pepperoni on your pizza, the shakaroni from Papa John's, again, just causing turmoil and issue for everywhere all these local pizza places these meat plants are shutting down they can't produce the pepperoni we're gonna have to go to other meats other porks and i I just we can't finish out the year this way i just and like you said dd the aluminum can thing that's really gonna get me upset because we can't go to breweries and places like that right now so it's only available in cans to take out let me tell this to america right now if you buy pop and you buy it in cans freaking stop it right now because the rest of us need those cans for other things because we can't get a two liter of beer in a plastic two liter jug you can do that or you can buy bottles in other ways stop buying the freaking cans so we can use the aluminum for these other things because we need the alcohol to get through this freaking year because it's trash and stop eating all the pepperoni too so i just had to get a little serious there for a second but if we stop buying so much damn Coke and Pepsi, there's going to be more aluminum to go around for everybody else that needs it. So please, I beg of you, please. I, I, I think I'm, I'm on board with everything you said, Dan. I think we've already strayed too far away from the fact, though, that Shaq is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we need, to put, I, we need to cut this out. We need to put it on social media. And we need to tag Shaq on every platform. Stop. Stop it with your crazy pizzas because you're hurting America. That's right. Shaquille O'Neal. We all don't need Shaqaroni pizzas. It's we don't need it, man. We don't. It's like, and I don't, Didi, we talked about Papa John's last week about how, you know, yeah, they're the most racist pizza in America <laughs> and they're trying to clean their image. And even though the pizza's good, if they're the last place with pepperoni, in the United States, I don't know if I'd order a shakaroni. I don't know if I could still get behind that. He needs to be doing a good community service effort here and spread the love, spread the pepperoni, and and cut it back. Get the shakaroni off the menu right now. If Papa John's is hoarding all the pepperoni in America, they're done. They're, they're dead done. to me. It's done. I'm telling you. And Sabaro moves in, and we're they're cleaning house. They're cleaning house. If Papa John's shuts down. And pizza keeps closing locations. I am telling you, let's do this. So it Shaq is on the board of Papa John's. Who can Sabaros put on their board to battle Shaq in the pepperoni throwdown that America needs? Wow. Is it is it a former athlete? Is it a current athlete? 
Is it an actor, an actress? I think it's I think it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I do. Answer for everything. Answer right. We've we've talked about him before, but you can't. I mean, yeah, we're putting a lot of pressure on Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> <We are. laughs> First, save the pepperoni. Second, save the country. I don't know. You know, there's something in between there, but we'll start there. <laughs> and the crazy thing about the aluminum can thing and how, you know, and it's dead serious. Like everybody, if you drink pop or whatever it is, get it out. Don't use the cans anymore. Because if you drink like White Claws or Trulies, those are the first cans to go. Mm-hmm. Because there aren't that many of them. And then if you like, um, and if you like like, you know, craft brewers and stuff like that, that come in the 16 ounce cans. Those are the next ones to go. And, like, I know we all like our good beer and stuff. So, like, those 16-ounce cans, those mean a lot to me. Yes. So, yes. I don't want them to go because I want that beer. And we can't go somewhere to get it. So, I have to get it in those cans. So, like, you know, it I'm could probably, be a really weird winter if we can't, if we don't have beer and we don't have pizza and we're all stuck inside. I probably have 200 of those cans downstairs of those 16-ounce cans of beer because – that's all the only way that we're able to get it. Thankfully, we're hoarding it in case we do run into this shortage. But friends, drink water, get off a of pop, buy it in bottles, recycle it, do the right thing, save the aluminum. As a as a, a health and fitness professional, I can't help but notice that we're almost kind of putting together a weight loss campaign for people. <laughs> Like, because you're like, stop eating pepperoni, stop drinking pop, stop drinking uh, other things in cans. Like, I mean, we're taking a lot of calories out of people's lives. And we for are that. You're welcome, people. We're helping them. Yeah. Helping them. And then for 1999, for the next seven months, we'll. I just want to turn shape, into, I, I want to somehow off. turn this into a Beachbody Insanity commercial. I don't know. I want to turn this into that. <laughs> If you call in the next 15 minutes, text 99999, the word Beachbody. Uh. <laughs> All right. Before we get into what we're listening to, Chris, uh, real quick, how bad, how much do you hate Beachbody? Uh, you know, I don't. I, I don't hate it, actually, because it's a easy entry point for a lot of people to get in better shape. Oh, Okay. Wow. All right. I thought you hated Beachbody because I hate yeah. those commercials. They're on all the time. I can't stand them. And oh. there's Beachbody ambassadors all over my Facebook page, Ooh. and I cannot stand them. And I'm happy that hey, listen, if people are getting fit, that's cool. But I don't know why they. It just annoys me so much. And I'm somebody who used Insanity a few years back, and it like is awesome. Like you know what Shanti does, that's cool. I just I don't know why they're so annoying to me. Yeah. No. Uh, so you asked about the programs, not the commercials. The commercials <laughs> I hate. And I, I really hate the one that I kind of just quoted where like the CEO is like walking along talking to you and he goes, oh, got another text message for a free yeah. program. Like, stop. OK, stop it. You're insulting my intelligence. Uh, yeah, I don't like the commercials, but if, if you want to give it a try, give it a try. You probably get in better shape. Nice. Also, but just go to Chris Gates Fit. Isn't that where we at? ChrisGatesFitness.com? Where are we at? Correct. There you go. ChrisGatesFitness.com. Screw Beachbody. Thank you. That should be your slogan. That's what I should have said. ChrisGatesFitness.com. Right? Screw Beachbody. Yeah, that's what I should have said. I totally screwed that up for. Uh... Stop, stop eating pepperoni, stop drinking pop, and you won't get pepperoni nipples. Chris Gate Fitness. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Save the pepperoni.
Wow. Can't think of a better way to get into uh, what we're listening to. Save yeah. the pepperoni. All right. Well, guys, uh, let's get what we're listening to. Something that I was listening to this week. I want to get your opinions on. Miley Cyrus, Party in the USA, is officially 11 years old. Oh, man. 11 years old. Yikes. Is Party in the USA the best song written about America? Oh, <laughs> wow. That's uh, That's not an easy one to answer. No, she talks we, had about our, going. we had our 4th of July playlist not that long ago, and I think that was on there. It better have been. It should, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm pretty sure not. that was, yeah. Best song written by America. It's got to be. I mean, born in the USA, you know. It's got to be. It's got to be. I, I, mean, don't, uh, I can't think of anything else besides born in the USA. That's bet. That's and that's not better. No, it's not. I'm telling you, you could name all the Amer- songs, all the America songs possible. There's not one better than Party in the USA. I'm with Chris. you. I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign that. I'll co-sign yeah. that. Because if it's, if it's not coming to my mind, because if you if you ask me what's the best song written by America, that's the first one that comes to my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of another one that I would actively sing along to. So does that, that probably answers the question. That is. I also feel like like I need to do more research for that to answer that question. But I mean, but I feel like if you did research, you'd just be like, wow, like my gut instinct was correct. Yeah, because that's the only one that comes to mind. You listen to it and it's just the American experience. Like she's talking about moving across the country. So she talks about being one part of the country, going to the next part of the country. She talks about listening to Jay-Z. She talks about listening to Britney Spears. Like it's the American dream. It's the American experience. That's what it is. And it's just this just great come up story from the upstart Miley Cyrus, you know, and it's just. And it's a jam. It's a jam. It really is. is. My gosh. 11 years old. 11 years old, guys. So if that's the that's the best song about America. Didi, I know that you've actively been asking to replace the Star Spangled Banner before athletic events. Do you think it should be replaced with? That song? You know, I thought about bringing this up in the topic, but I really like the idea that you posed uh, when we talked about this, the anthem by Good Charlotte. Oh, yeah. That should actually play. But Party in the USA, I feel like more people, I feel like everybody knows that song, you know? And I think people actually know the words to that song, unlike the Star Spangled Banner, where a couple, there's a few words in there that are just, you know. Right. Some people say them differently. Right. I, I think still that's don't it. know what the rampart is. I don't know what that word means, but dude, me either. That's why Party in the USA is the new national anthem. That's I like it. I like it. Done. We've said it. All right. Now let's get into <laughs> what we're listening to. Uh Dan, get it started. All right. I'm going I'm going easy. I'm going a big one. I'm taking a th- the top draft pick off of the board here. Whether you guys have this or not, I right. I don't know, but you should. And no doubt it has to go in the playlist this week. And if you haven't heard if you hadn't heard it, you will and you need to. Dynamite, BTS. And that's exactly how I can sum that si- <laughs> sum that song up. Is it is exactly dynamite. Now, maybe the best part about Dynamite coming out last week was that um 
uh, Tayo Cruz ended up tre- trending on Twitter, and people were saying, like, the only Dynamite I know is by Tayo Cruz. And it made me realize how great of a song that was again, too. So I'm putting both Dynamites on the playlist this week. Yes. Tayo Cruz and BTS, they're both bop bangers. I freaking love it. It's all Dynamite. Let's yes. go. Let's go. Tayo Cruz. What is Tayo Cruz up to right now? I'm telling you, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But when he was trending, it got me, it got me really feeling the feels of that song. So yeah, they're both going on. I I'm can't stop thinking about Tayo Cruz now. Dude. <laughs> it's my, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Tayo Cruz. Oh, a couple of bangers right there. Dude. All right. So I'm going to go with on, I'll go right now is Bryce Vine. It falls apart. He just put out an EP, four songs on it. I like uh, I like Bryce Vine. If you don't know him, you may have heard the song Drew Barrymore, which was kind of like a big radio hit. It was on the radio for about maybe a year or so ago. Um, the reason why I like that song is because it mentions my where I got married. So it says at the Saguaro, which I think is awesome. Hell but yeah. I like Bryce Vine. I like his music. and um, But he's got this song. It's a different vibe for him. And it's called It Falls Apart. I really like it. I hope that you guys like it on the playlist cool that is unbelievably ironic because i also had bryce vine on my list this week uh and i was actually gonna ask if you guys had put him on the playlist over the last few weeks because i was absent and hadn't uh hadn't been following as closely but i will go to um a previous ep by bryce vine because i wanted to throw some of his old stuff on there and uh the one song i want to put on is sour patch kids his lazy fair ep is so 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 good so um i want to get that one on there and uh yeah i like the new ep as well so we'll go with what dd suggested but bryce vine very nice nice cool excellent wow how about that how about that? Chris, Synergy. I think the one thing that we've really missed is your uh, evaluation of our picks the following week from the playlist. So I look forward to that again next week. Um, mm-hmm. I know I threatened you with every week you were absent. Yaya Ding Dong was going to make its way back onto the playlist. So just <laughs> just keep that in mind. By the way, shout out to all the peop- people that gave uh, and showed their love and support over the weekend on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram for the engagement thing. And my dude Matt on Twitter said congrats and threw down the hashtag Ya Ya Ding Dong is a hit or is a jam. And <laughs> thank you for remembering, Matt. I appreciate that. If Ya Ya Ding Dong plays at your wedding, it's I'm happening. Leaving. It's happening. I already asked. All right. Well, then that's it. You better play it late or because that when that plays, I'm leaving. It, I already got approval. So I want so to you know, the maybe, first I'll dance you, maybe I'll wait till you go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> OK, yeah, I'll schedule a bathroom break. i wanted to be the first dance song that's what i want uh next one that i'll uh, go with is uh troy savon um his ep in a dream came out and the title track of that the same name in a dream i think is amazing uh i've been a fan of his for a while the uh singer songwriter out of australia he said some really good stuff lately is i'll be honest with you the most recent stuff has been a little bit hit or miss for me uh, so it was nice to to dive into this ep a couple of songs i really really like and and really like has how his sound has kind of matured a little bit here with this ep so check out the the ep in a dream and i'll put at least that title track in a dream uh from that on this week's playlist so really liking that sound 
Nice. My next one is, uh, <laughs> okay, this one's pretty silly. Uh, it's by a rapper named Lardy B. Lardy B. And she put out a parody of WAP, and it's yes, called dude, Wings yes. and Pizza. And it is amazing. It's amazing! And, I not, <laughs> and I'm telling you, it is, if Weird Al heard this song, which I'm sure he has, he probably was like, all right, I quit. I quit. I no need to I no longer need to do this because I have given mm-hmm. I have passed the torch over to Lardy B. And Wings and Pizza is incredible. If you like the song WAP, or if you need a version to play for your children, Wings and Pizza is the way to go. It is hysterical. The video is even funnier. It's just I, I, it's hard to explain other than just wings and pizza. It's just super funny. That's it is, on the playlist. That's an amazing. That's an amazing pick there. And the video is yeah. I encourage people to, yeah. to go and watch the vi- the video too. Uh, Chris Gates Fitness won't necessarily like it, but from a standpoint whether whether or not you like the song WAP, you have to check that one out. Great pick. Great pick. Weird out. Weird out level. Weird out. It is. Lots of pizza on the podcast this week. Yeah. Lots of it. Um, okay, my next one is going to be uh, the band Seaway. Uh, they have an album coming out on October 16th called Big Vibe, and they released the title track uh, off that upcoming album uh, over the last couple of weeks. And it's, um, I, I really enjoy the song, and it kind of made me think about how Dan and Shannon met. So I thought it was perfect to put it on this uh playlist this week because dan obviously told us his story but we mentioned before how that you guys met it was at a a pop punk night right that's correct correct? yeah so um this being a pop punk song and the song is about like you know seeing somebody at a bar or at a party or at a club or something like that and kind of locking eyes and the vibe that that comes from that and it's a it's a good jam so i wanted to throw that on the playlist this week i like that and i appreciate that thank you that's exactly our story talk about getting out there <laughs> talk about Beautiful. getting out there and, and the idea of meeting somebody at a bar it's real it happened it was just ha- happened to be a pop punk night so i appreciate that chris uh my next one i'm gonna go with is from the killers and their latest album uh imploding the mirage their first album since 2017 and whether or not you've followed the killers or not over the years, everybody knows songs like Mr. Brightside and things like that. This is as close to that old killers type of sound as they've come to. And they really have evolved uh, a lot with some of these tracks. Their band is kind of in a weird position right now where two of the members are taking some time off. So they brought in some other people to help them write some of these songs. And it really shows and it's really impressive. I absolutely love this album from top to bottom i really really impressed from it some of the songs that have come out already this year songs like caution fire and bone uh my own soul's warning have all been fantastic uh but two songs at the end of the album uh dreams run dry it's very thematic type of song a lot of build up to it and uh the title track uh imploding the mirage is the last song on the album are just really really fantastic you know trying to get out of that They'll rock that rock category, quote unquote, gets stuck with a lot of music now, and it can be very repetitive and very predictable. And what they've done with these songs is the complete opposite. So I'll put definitely a couple on there from the killers and their uh, their album from this week. Like it. 
All right, my last one is uh, by Lil Zell. His name is spelled X-X-E-L-L. I think that's how you say it, but it's Zell is how you say it. X-X-E-L-L is how you spell it. But anyways, the song is called LMK. So the song is a lot easier to understand. It's LMK, Let Me Know, and it is just a airy, breezy, just R&B rap jam. There's like an EDM drop in it as well. It's just... It's just a super fun summer song. The video is really cool for it, too. And it's been out for a while. I know it's like it's really big. It's really, really big on like social media, really big on TikTok and stuff. And um, but and I like the song. But then I interviewed him this last week. And there's just something about whenever you interview someone and then you're just like, I just root for you now. And like he's just one of those people that just is like he's like 20, he's like 20 years old. Um putting songs on SoundCloud and then all of a sudden this, he woke up one morning and this song was just like people were making videos to it dance videos Jason Derulo made a video to it it's like all of a sudden everywhere and he was just a great kid and I'm just rooting for him now and you know and now the song sounds and the song is and the song's really good and it's just perfect for this end of summer Labor Day put it on your playlist it's just it's a really good song so LMK by Lil Zell check it out nice all right um, that kind of reminds me of some of what you said about Breland. Cause I think, did you have a similar experience yeah. like after interviewing him? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Same thing. It's just, I don't know. It's just, you meet these kids sometimes and sometimes it's just like, most of the time it's just like, all right, whatever. And then sometimes it's like, oh God, that's terrible. And this person is terrible. But then you meet a lot of, you meet some of these kids and you're just like, you root for them. Like you love their story. You love their personality. You're just like, my God. And it's like, you know, you root for them. And you know, Breland's blowing up. Like he's on the Keith urban album. Like that comes out next month. Like that kid's just out of here. But yeah. 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 Yeah, He skyrocketed. Um, okay. My last one is the retro replacement for this week, guys. And, um, I got, I got nostalgic listening to Bryce Vine, uh, especially the Lazy Fair EP. And uh, I mean, you'll hear some of it in Sour Patch Kids when you listen to the to the playlist. Uh, there's a lot of you know throwback references and stuff like that. And it took me back to a time uh, when we were high school, college age, and there was a specific artist that was just on everything. And his name was Akon. And so I'm putting Akon... <laughs> I'm putting Akon on the playlist. Wow. Uh, the 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 track Don't Matter is going on the playlist this week. That's the retro replacement. Um speaking of airy, breezy, just good to listen oh. to. Throw on a little Akon. That's what we're gonna do this week. No. Yeah. Dude, that's huge. Yeah. The Mr. Feature artist Akon oh, was featured man. on everything, everything and everything he released had somebody went on oh. with it too. That's a great dude. That's that's a great pick. Like oh six like to like twelve, it was all Akon. Yeah, I have like six songs playing in my head at the same time right now. <laughs> like we taking over. Like stop it. Tyler yeah. Cruz and Akon on the playlist this week is crazy deep. I love it. God. Well, while whole- we're on the topic of music, before we uh, shut this down, something we talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, was the uh, Firefest auction that was taking place, um, and I kept my eye on it. Didi, you mentioned it'd be pretty cool to have a pair of Firefest joggers. Well. Sure enough, if you're on the video pod, here they are. I got myself some Firefest joggers. The official tag right there. The real thing. I got them. 
And now I have to do that question of whether or not I wear them or frame them. We talked about that a little bit. I like don't want to take this tag off, so I don't know what to do there. So, gentlemen, I just had to share that with you, this this glory. This has been a great uh, month and week for me, but uh, Firefest, I now own a piece of history right here. That's got to be a poll on social media to make you help you decide. Should you wear them or frame them? Yes, we'll, we'll have to get yes. that up. We'll have to get that we'll up get on that our social media because I know I need the people's help. Also, winning the fire uh, the Firefest joggers auction or getting engaged. <laughs> That's a hard question. There, um, I think uh, I was more excited about the uh, the proposal and the engagement, but this was far more unexpected and cost me a lot less money. So, win win. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that you felt the way like you were telling the story and like in the pictures shannon like fall like shannon basically meets you at your knees and she's like yeah. oh my goodness that you was that how you felt when you won the Firefest jogger auction yes because i was in a couple of different <laughs> auctions uh there were different colors so i i ended up with yellow but it was just amazing and just this moment of triumph that i did it i won and then i had to send a money order that had to get to texas within four business days which is also a complete garbage process, by the way. But anyways, had to do all that. And then once I uh, got the confirmation that they were here and on their way, it was it was jubilation. I, I can't believe, I honestly can't believe that I won them. Wow. Congratulations, wow. Dan. Thank for, you. For, on more than one thing from this uh, week. For everything. Congratulations. You are the Turn MVP. Turn it 20 around. Trying, trying my best. <laughs> got engaged and won Firefest auction joggers that were seized from the government because the whole thing was a scam. Yes. All right. Dan, you're the best. I love it. Well, guys, this has been the Brunch Breakdown. Um, tell us, tell them where we can find, where they can find everything Brunch Breakdown related. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, find us on social media by searching at Brunch Breakdown. We're, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, anywhere you follow us. We will be sure to follow you back. And that's where we blast everything out, where you can find where you can actually find the podcast. The audio version is available anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that be iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're available there. Uh, also, the video podcast available so you can see these beautiful joggers available on youtube and also premiering on facebook the same day uh that the audio comes out so check those out there as well nice well guys this has been fun i'm happy all three of us are back chris is off punishment we're back hopefully he stays off punishment we'll see right keep that (laughs) keep that diaper count up and you know just keep lounging yourself in the basement there we'll we'll keep a table we'll keep a seat for you at the table next week yeah i'm gonna make this even more comfortable this is gonna get pretty nice over the week can't wait (laughs) yeah you just look so chill like you were just man i now that i think about it once katie sees this video she's like he's way too comfortable down there i hate this you're not doing the podcast next week (laughs) oh no 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 i'm making it my home and that's i'm allowed to so it's fine (laughs) i like it Love it. All right, this has been a brunch breakdown. Peace.